0: Welcome to another Untitled Interview episode of the Untitled Film Project Podcast. We are so excited to have John Gunn, director of the new drama Ordinary Angels, hitting movie theaters on February 23rd. John, thank you so much for joining us here today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, guys. I know you've worked with some great actors, but holy smokes, man. Oscar (laughs) winner Hillary Swank is in this and just carrying the load. I mean, I'm I'm sure every project is fun and exciting to get up for in the morning, and I, I, I get that. But it's gotta be a special, unique feeling to work with somebody of that caliber, I I would imagine.
1: Well, by the way, it's so funny you say that because I always feel so sensitive to like, when you're doing interviews about your movie, you have to say nice things about all the people you worked with. But (laughs) I don't, but Hilary Swank is not only uh, a a two-time Oscar winner, but happens to be an actress that I've just been a huge fan of. Million Dollar Baby was a film I saw four times in the theaters. I loved her, Boys Don't Cry, and I also, in The Gift, and so many things where she's, she's, so complex and funny and honest. I couldn't believe it when we got her for this film. So in this particular case, not only is it incredible because of her talent, I'm just a big fan of hers. And she's a wonderful person to work with. So starting with that, yes, I was in great hands and in great shape having Hilary Swank. But then to bring Alan Richson into the mix, who's of course known mostly right now as Jack Reacher and has done or Aquaman or, you know, Thad uh, from Blue Mountain State, he's He's, this is a very, very different role for him. And I, when I met him, I just saw the heart of this guy. He's a family man and a father and a husband and and kind of a kid, a big kid in a, in a giant body. Uh, and so I think people are going to be really surprised to see this side of Alan Richson and the two of them together. Uh, with Hillary on screen are wonderful. So I'm thrilled for people to finally see this. And I finished this movie, I made it two years ago, so I'm finally getting to share it. And I'm very excited for people to see this.
2: If I could build off of that,, uh, I love the line. Sharon's line, I'll keep on helping. You can keep on resenting it
1: because oh, yeah. I think
2: it just sums up the relationship in ordinary angels. can you can you talk about how you approached that really kind of odd, you know, love, hate, maybe not hate is is not the right word. Yeah. between uh, Alan and Hillary's characters? and And how you, you know, talk to them about those roles.
1: you know i I appreciate you saying that first of all, i I wrote that line uh as a as a reaction to the fact that I needed to tell this story honestly. I needed to be real about the fact that we don't always get to pick the angels in our lives, the people that help us. You know, it, Ed is a man very much in need, but he's a proud man who doesn't want help. Sharon is a woman that's going to help him whether he likes it or not. And the truth, and when I met the real people, like, you know, they love each other, but like, sometimes they annoy each other, you know? And so I really wanted to address the fact that there's a good, there's a much more compelling story to be told if it's not just a selfless woman doing a selfless thing, right? That's just earnest and not interesting. But let's get honest about it. Sometimes these people that come into our lives are people that like bug us and 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 you wish you could choose someone else to help you. So I liked the idea that I had it in my mind that he probably sometimes really resented this, that he needed help at all. That his life circumstances had put him in this place where this woman he didn't even know was going to be the one that was going to help save his family and his daughter. And so I wanted to kind of put that out there and thought it would be a more interesting way to thank someone, which is to say, I actually really resent you. <laughs> and for her to be the one that can say, I hear that. And you could resent me if you want. You can go on resenting me and I'm going to go on helping you anyway. You know? That's just
2: great. Uh, what kind of balance did you have to, uh, did you decide to strike on when you're, telling a real story uh that you know is is recent uh and making a movie that is entertaining and is need to you know is going to have to engage an audience how do you balance that with
1: the the factual nature of a story well you know't I've, to, I've told a lot of true stories I've done a lot of movies based on true stories and sometimes real life just doesn't cooperate at all right <laughs> like you need to manufacture yeah. so many things um, in this particular case, it really was a rare example of something where it's like what actually happened, really was just so dramatic and beyond belief that we didn't have to manufacture anything. I mean, I I had to take things away because there were two. There were their the, the true story was more amazing, really, than we could share in the movie. It um, then it was just about shaping it, right? Just giving it the right shape of the order of events, the scenes that you choose to look at, and how to write some of those scenes. But most people who watched the film were kind of like, come on, this couldn't have really happened this way, which is why we actually do show real footage in the the closing credits, right? To prove that it really was true. Um, so in this case, it, was, uh, it wasn't it was hard to, to tell the true story honestly. What was hard was to figure out how to put as much of it as possible into the movie because there was so much that they'd been through.
0: We're joined by John Gunn, director of the new drama, Ordinary Angels, hitting movie theaters February 23rd. John, you mentioned earlier you made this two years ago, right? What are the what are the pitfalls of seeing this scene through to completion? And when I say completion, I don't mean rap. I mean like, okay, it's hitting theaters. We can all go see it now,
1: right? What, what, are the, what are some of the pitfalls? What were some of the things that you had kind of had to navigate through? Well, you know, it's interesting. First of all, when you make a movie, you never know what the world is gonna be like when it's time to come out, right? And especially in these crazy times with like all the ups and downs of COVID and how it's impacted the theatrical experience um, and the timing of releases. Um, In this particular case, uh, we were trying to choose the right window to release it. And initially, we were set for an October release uh, this past October. Mm -hmm. And uh, as it turns out, uh, Taylor Swift crashed our uh, opening weekend. (laughs) But I got to say, I'm really grateful to her because we also were in the midst of an actor strike. And so we weren't able to do press with our actors. And when you've got a two-time Oscar winner like Hillary and with, you have Alan Richon on your on your cast, you want them to be able to do press. So I was I will forever be grateful to Taylor Swift. She gave us an extra few months. Uh, she She got us to the other side of a strike so that when we landed in February, it felt like the perfect time, you know? And so this is the right moment to release the movie. I think people are excited to see true stories, unique stories, fresh stories in theaters again. Um, people are going out to see these communal experiences. This is an uplifting movie. It's a fun, inspiring movie. And, uh, and so I, and I feel like it's one that is best shared with the crowd. I mean, I've seen it with a lot of crowds. There's a lot of laughter in this film when you see it with the crowd and she's sort of this Aaron Brockovich character that is a joy to watch. And, and there's a lot of heart in the story as well. So I'm really, really grateful that we got to come out when we did and we didn't time it all this way intentionally, but I think it worked out for the best. Dave Matthews is a
0: producer. He has a producer credit on this. And as a veteran, yeah. 42 Dave
1: Matthews shows like myself, right?
0: I have to ask this. I had the opportunity. So uh, songs like Two Step, Bartender, Time Bomb, they certainly speak to his wrestling with faith. Okay. But Ordinary Angels has a faith based message. So you, and it's
1: hard. How did Dave get attached to this? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, not at all. I mean, it was such a joy for me. You know, this movie was in development for 15 years. Uh, I, I didn't bring it to the studio. The studio brought it to me. It is a project that Dave Matthews had been shepherding for many years. He was at some point, I think, considering starring in the film as I, as I, that's the rumor I heard. Um, and so, and when I first got the script and I st- first started looking at the film, I saw that one of the producers name was Dave Matthews. And I said like, Oh, that's funny. That guy's name is Dave Matthews, like Dave Matthews. I'm like, but it is, it is Dave Matthews. So, I have now had the pleasure of becoming friends with Dave Matthews and he came and visited on set. And now for my friends who are the biggest Dave Matthews fans, the fact that I get to text with Dave Matthews, uh, drives him crazy. Um, but, but yeah, he had such a heart for this story. You know, he was on set sobbing while we were shooting a scene. Like he's been such a supporter of this. He wrote an original song. He recorded an original song for, uh, a cover of Pretty Bird that plays in the closing credits that I think they're releasing on the radio this week. Um, so he's, and we used uh, space between his song and one of our trailers. So he's, his fingerprints are all over this movie. His passion is what got it to the studio, which is what got it to me. So he's been a great partner and just super cool to get to work with Dave Matthews. John, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate your time.
0: Uh, I got to nerd out with you about Dave. I appreciate that, but also just, I hope everybody goes to see this. It's, it's a great story, great performances, and it really does bring that uplifting kind of feel good mentality back to the screen with those laughs you mentioned. Thank you so much for doing this.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to the Untitled
0: Film Project podcast. To support the show, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. Original music by Jeremy Schwartz. Special thanks to the Music City Film Critics Association. Editing and post-production by Jeremy K. Gover. Voiceover by Chad Bennett.